1: In today's episode, we're discussing the statements, I'm too busy, or I'm too tired, and the impact that they have on your sexual intimacy.
0: And Steve Maraboli had this to say about busyness. He said, when someone tells you that they are too busy, it's not a reflection of their schedule. It's a reflection of your spot on their schedule. We're talking about that in today's episode, but first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. You look like you want to say something before I start the hug.
1: Yeah, that, that quote is brutal.
0: It, it, it's a little confrontational.
1: Yeah, not absolutely. It's a reflection of, of your spot on their schedule and that that can be really brutal and well, having been there.
0: It, when it comes to marriage, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, sometimes we push the limits here at one extraordinary marriage. And sometimes we, we will get in your face about, mm-hmm. you know, statements like being, I'm too busy or I'm too tired. But first let me share the hug.
1: Let's go with the hug. Okay.
0: We will get into all of that. I promise you. I wish you could see Tony's face. Cause he was just like, Whoa. Um, But first and foremost, a hug is really, it's an opportunity to celebrate you, to celebrate what you're doing, how you're impacting others when it comes to this amazing, wonderful, challenging, all of it thing called marriage. And this hug comes from an email that we received that starts out, I work as a family nurse practitioner and had a patient during a pelvic exam candidly open up about her unmet sexual needs with her husband of 30 years. Wow. He was her only lover and curiosity was getting the best of her. I'd only met her on one other visit and didn't even know if she was a Christian, but I felt the Holy Spirit tell me your name, book, and podcast at that very moment. I felt a strong urge to speak to her from a biblical perspective about sex and marriage and refer to her to the Song of Songs, which I've heard from you many times. Yeah, if you haven't read Song of Songs, just as a side note, open it up. Yep. Book of the Bible, great read on sex and marriage. Going on, her husband was not open to exploring their sexuality because he thought it was wrong to do so as a Christian. I've never done this before and felt so blessed to have tools, your podcast, book, and marriage coaching to offer this woman. It turned out she was a Christian and was bawling at the end of the visit and asked Mm. if she could hug me and told me how blessed she felt that God had led her to me a Christian nurse practitioner who could speak some sense into her. Mm. I felt like together we may have saved a marriage and I wanted you to know how impactful it is what you are doing.
1: That is so awesome. I love it.
0: I love it. You never know when you're going to have an opportunity to share one and to share the podcast or books or resources. And we've been hearing from a number of you, like I got an application, a coaching application the other day. And when they said how they found out about us, it was a friend Mm -hmm. that had shared the coaching, um, that we offer here with them. And so we are so grateful on this side of the microphones at how all of you are sharing one with your family, friends, clearly with clients, Mm -hmm. patients, that type of thing. We are grateful for what you do. And, um, it means a lot to us that you would do that. Yeah. Absolutely. So going back to that slightly jarring uh, quote that I started the show with, when someone tells you they're too busy, it's not a reflection of their schedule. It's a reflection of your spot on their schedule. And this episode very specifically came out of a number of coaching conversations. And you've heard me say this before, but when I have a handful <laughs> three, four coaching sessions that all kind of have a, a similar theme in them. It all Or we
1: hear from folks and there's a similar theme going on.
0: Yeah. Um, well, this was all coaching though. Yeah, th- very th- specifically. Th- that was
1: very specific.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's time to do an episode around the topic. Yeah. Why? Because we just know if I'm getting something concentrated in coaching or conversations that it's happening on a larger scale within the one family. And, you know, in these conversations, I was getting, you know, the feedback or the the statements that were being made to me where I'm just, I'm t- so tired, Elisa. Like, I know sex is important, but I'm too tired at the end of the day. Or, you know, another couple was telling me about how, you know, they're just so busy. Like, there's no time for sex, alisa We're so busy. And so, you know, I'm hearing these statements about being too busy. I'm hearing these statements about being too tired. And it hit me that those are two phrases that are not great for your sexual intimacy.
1: Yeah, and we even had somebody even post in the One Family Facebook group about this as well, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, we, this is what's going on, and my wife and I feel like just where we are in life, we're just too busy. Yeah, for our sexual intimacy.
0: It, it, it's literally it was bombarding Tony and I from all these different directions, and and what we want to say at the very beginning of this episode, we're not we're not coming down on the one offs, right? You're like there are times when when yeah. you are exhausted, yeah. right? There are times when there's twenty two different things on the schedule, and the two of you have discussed it, and and you are busy. We're not talking about the random. I'm too busy or I'm too tired. We're talking about when it becomes routine yeah. in your marriage, when, when anytime your spouse tries to initiate or the two of you are talking about your sexual intimacy, that is the automatic response. That's the automatic response that comes out. And, and you know, when that happens, it starts to really shift the dynamic because there's a lot of other things that aren't being talked about that the two of you aren't having any type of emotional intimacy around if that is becoming the refrain that you're hearing in your marriage, right? And we've been there. Mm-hmm. I mean, good grief, <laughs> like 26 years married, there have definitely been seasons and even a significant portion of the early stages of our marriage that after we kind of got over the like honeymoon, ooh, we're married, this is fun, um, really fell into I'm too busy, I'm too tired, Partly because we were working opposite shifts. So some of us, somebody was always tired.
1: Mm-hmm. And some of you are doing that. Mm-hmm. And we've heard from many of you in the one family who are working opposite shifts or second shift. And one's working night shift. One's working the day shift. And yet, where there is a problem such as that, we'll call it a, a problem or an issue, there are solutions. And we have heard from many in the one family who have come around, have come together and said, oh, this is a way we are going to make this work
0: for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, it's amazing how creative you all are.
1: Yeah, it, it like, is.
0: I get blown away on a regular basis at the creativity in the one family. But, you know, e- even within our story, you know, the reality was is that my mom never sat me down and said, honey, you know, like, prior to getting married, honey, like, there might be times when you're dealing with stuff and, like, maybe Tony's irritated you and you're gonna maybe wanna not have sex with him. That's when you need to actually have a conversation. My mom did not have that conversation with me. And that's not her fault. Because, quite honestly... Almost 30 years ago, I don't think mothers or fathers, for that matter, were generally having the conversation going, hey, this might happen and you might not want to have sex with your spouse. I I don't think that was actually being... I don't even know that that's being talked about today. Mm -hmm. That's why we do shows like this. Episodes. I caught myself. I'll kiss you later. Um, Because like, what I didn't understand is that when those phrases were coming out, it was indicative that there was a greater problem between the two of us when they Mm -hmm. became regular.
1: And that goes both ways. Alisa uh, and I have been in places where, you know, I would say kids are younger, definitely coming from her side of things. Um, as work or stress or other things came from my side, it, it wasn't uncommon to just be like, I'm too tired. I, I, I'm busy. Uh, even right now at times, I, I would say if we wait till the end of the day, more times than not, I would be the one to say, I'm too tired. Mm. I, I Literally, I read a few pages of a book, uh, read maybe a chapter in my Bible, and I am out. I am done. And, and so I would say even right now, if we were to wait to the end of the day to have sex on our days or initiating or whatever, I would think more times than not, I would be the one who'd just be like, I- I'm spent.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you bring up a really good point. This is not this is not a gender specific phrase, right? It's not like it's only women that are saying I'm too busy or I'm too tired. Th- this last week we asked, um, we asked you guys on Instagram, and if you don't know, if you're brand new to the one family, that is where we post polls and questions and things throughout the week. Um, really because when we pr- produce an episode, we want to actually know what's going on in the one family. I, mm. I don't do external research. I want to know what's going on here. Yeah, And we asked this qu- couple questions, but the first one we asked is, how often is one of you too busy or too tired to have sex? And this is a sampling of the responses we got and there were a lot of them. The fir- within a few hours, Tony's like, what did you ask today? Because mm-hmm. there are f- responses all over the place and the responses were very often, always, a couple of times a week, every time, all of the time, most of the time. And you know, in the interest of total transparency, there were a few of you that were like, rarely, not unless we're sick or never. Mm -hmm. But the majority, the vast majority, like blow it out of the water type thing were the very often all the time type responses. And then the next question we asked was, well, what is the impact or what impact does too busy or too tired have on your marriage? And I want you to hear these responses, guys, because this is where we get to the, like literally get to the meat of the matter around this.
1: And can I say something? Sure. We have the choice. We can choose the words we're saying. Absolutely. And, and, And. what we're gonna say is is true. I mean, this is what you guys are feeling, and and I would say we we understand this as well, and why we take our thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. We try as to the best of our abilities to change the reframing of the words and what we are saying to one another, and even to ourselves.
0: Mm, that's really good. So here's what you all had to say about the impact that those two phrases have on your marriage. Makes it feel like we're roommates. I feel rejected. There's a lot of tension. We're disconnected. It's like me or the marriage just isn't a priority. There's distance between us. I feel lonely. I feel undesirable. It shakes my confidence. There's a lot of frustration between us. I don't know, those aren't exactly like the happiest words in the dictionary. And I don't know that any of you've actually felt great hearing me read that list of words because I know I didn't get married and I'm pretty sure you all didn't get married You know, to live in a place where those are the feelings that you're experiencing on a regular basis. And, and again, I'm gonna say it, we're not talking about the one-offs, right? This is when this phrase or these phrases, too busy or too tired, are the automatic response. In your marriage, and the the truth of the matter is, is Tony and I are not you know it's not like we're casting stones, and we've never said this. We have been here, you guys, mm-hmm. recently. Recently, busy is that is a phrase that even as we try and strike it down in our marriage, there have been times where you know in the middle of the workday because we both work from home, Tony will send me a message and he's like, "Hey, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Uh, I've still got three clients for the day, and I've got to do all of my follow up from the morning and da da da." And he's like, okay, right? And, and essentially, I've just said, I'm too busy for you right now.
1: Which she is. And so in those moments in time, let, let me be clear though too, I don't take it as my goodness, I'm, I'm frustrated or disconnected or anything of that nature. I take it as I'm initiating. Let me see what's going on. And is her, her is her calendar full? Absolutely. And so it's more of the, okay, where we like, Where are we after Mm -hmm. the day is finished? You know, what's going on then? What's looking at tomorrow? Um, And and so do know, I think that goes both ways for Elisa and I. And just sort of, it's almost like sometimes you got to put it out there. And we talk about the intimacy lifestyle. We Mm -hmm. talk about, hey, you know, initiating. And there are times, though, when when we do throw things out there like that, that it doesn't land 100% of the time. Because there are things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And so again, one offs, it that doesn't happen every single time that either Elisa or I float it or initiate.
0: Right. And you know, so when it becomes automatic, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that extraordinary couples develop skills. I think I told coaching clients on three different sessions yesterday, if you're not dead yet, you can learn something new. Mm. It was definitely the refrain of the day yesterday. And and the same is true here. If this phrase is being repeated in your marriage and you're not dead yet, you can learn new skills around this. You can actually break this cycle and restore both the sexual and the emotional intimacy in your marriage. And we're going to talk about how to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. Oneskin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Families have a lot going on. And we're talking about how to break the cycle of I'm too busy or I'm too tired for sex. And, you know, I I said it early in this episode that when these phrases become the go-tos, it's important to understand that there's something else going on, Mm. right? There is a root cause for why that has become the default in your marriage. And, you know, as I've coached folks over the years, there's generally some kind of hurt or resentment or disappointment or something that is being left not always but that is often the case and so you need to actually get to to the root of it because maybe it is that emotional weight that hasn't been resolved right there's there's a hurt and mm-hmm. because of that hurt somebody's pulling back and they're like look I'm not going to be sexually vulnerable with you because I'm still dealing with some emotional wounds
1: got it okay
0: right for some of you you might be dealing with some you know physical or health challenges that might not be conveyed to your spouse. And so it's a lot easier. And, and I was talking to to a coaching couple the other day. It's a lot easier to come up with a reason not to have sex by saying, I'm too busy, I'm too tired, this type of thing, than to potentially put yourself in a situation sexually with your spouse where one or both of you might be disappointed. And mm-hmm. so you'll, you'll use that phrase because you're dealing with something physically or health wise that you haven't talked about. And so you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I don't want to have any performance issues. So if I just avoid sex, we're good. Mm. We're good. So you need to actually, like if you are, it's time to address the health challenges with your spouse. Like if there are performance issues, right? Man, I'm speaking to you, right? Wives, if you're going through menopause and there's like vaginal dryness and things don't feel good. And so you're just like, I'm too busy. I'm too, like I'm speaking to you. Mm -hmm. This, This is where the emotional intimacy helps to build the sexual intimacy. Because your spouse doesn't know why necessarily you're saying these things. You do, but it's how do you communicate that with them?
1: Can I say this? Um, I want to share. We have two good books that I'm going to put here in the episode notes. The Penis Book and The Vagina Bible.
0: Our favorites.
1: I believe that um, both of these books are fantastic, no matter where you are in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because... You're gonna learn something about one another and then flip it. Mm -hmm. Guys, read the Vagina Bible. Ladies, read the penis book. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, are there other stressors that your spouse doesn't know about, right? Work, parent, kids, exes. You know, stress impacts your desire and can put you in this place too where you're saying, I'm too busy or I'm too tired because you're dealing with the weight of your stress. And so it's, it's pushing out, you know, the ability to connect with your spouse. And if your spouse doesn't know, here's another little thing. If your spouse doesn't know, but just as hearing this phrase, they can't actually help you. And I'm not saying they can, they can fix the problem or they can, you know, solve it for you. But like I, I was dealing with another, there's so much coaching going on lately. Like there's so many examples with these coaching clients, but like another couple, we just talked about what does it look like when you're really stressed to just ask for a hug mm. be like, I just need that physical touch to bring all of the emotional
1: yeah. Strengthening that physical intimacy allows that comfort. Mm-hmm. There, there's something to be said about that, knowing that, hey, you may not be able to solve every single issue. Mm-hmm. And yet being in the arms of your spouse and having them there either way just can feel like the weight is just taken off of you mm-hmm. just to know that they're there for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, another reason where that or another way that that those phrases come up often is when there's a lot of scorekeeping mm. in a marriage. We've talked about keeping score many times over the years. And when that happens, um, when, you know, a couple is engaged in keeping score and, well, you know, you haven't done this, so I'm not going to do that. Saying no through those phrases it is a way, <laughs> it's a way that you get to, you know, win one for your team right? Well, I'm not giving you sex. I'm too busy. I'm too tired because we're in this little battle we've got going on. And again, you got to get to the root of what's behind that battle. There, there's an emotional thing going on there, guys. And if keeping score and this is what's going on and somebody's saying no, because you know what? You're not getting any. Well, if you don't get to the root of that, it's not going to change. It, it's not. You, you, if your sexual intimacy is stalled and you know it because this phrase keeps coming up over and over and over again, you got to look at what you're doing in your physical and your, not your physical, yes, some physical, but it's specifically in your emotional intimacy to repair so that the sexual intimacy can get reengaged, right? This isn't just a matter of, well, let's just have sex. It's going, what has created this disconnect between us? I'm too busy. I'm too tired. That's a symptom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those phrases are symptoms. Of something else going on in the marriage.
1: And when you say that, the, the the first thing that comes to my mind is taking this week and going, all right, how often are you saying it? Mm-hmm. Just even, I'm not saying you got to write it down. It may be helpful for you to write it down every time you say it. But it may just be one of those things of mentally just going throughout your week. How often are, are you saying it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And knowing that it, and it may not even be with your sexual intimacy. It may be in some That's of your good. other intimacies. Mm-hmm. You, you know, your, your, your spouse is trying to connect with you, say, around your spiritual intimacy, or your, your physical intimacy, or your financial intimacy, whatever it may be, and you're finding ways to go, oh, you know what? I'm too busy to do that right now.
0: Well, I'm even thinking recreational intimacy. Oh, no, we can't go do something by ourselves because the kids schedule or we can't go and, do this. And, and, and it
1: may not, it, Elisa brought something up really good there. You may not say I'm too busy or I'm too tired. You, you may not actually use those exact phrases and statements. And yet you're, you're using, say the kids, for instance, the kids have a bunch of sports on the schedule this week. Uh, there's this going on. There's that going on. I don't see us being able to have time
0: mm.
1: it, right there alone is a way for any of us to just say, I'm too busy for you. You're not a priority in my world right now. Mm-hmm. So that it just hit me when Elisa was, was sharing some of this. So maybe just sort of keep a little tally, like how often am I, am I bringing that up in our marriage, in our world? And, and what's the impact that it's having?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes awareness is is the first step of being able to see change happen. we got to be aware that there's a problem. For some of you, there isn't. Right. You're going to be like, man, this comes up once in a while, and we're good to go. No big deal. For others of you, it's like, I need to get aware. i got to have a little bit of awareness of how often am I saying this. Because you may be in your own world going, oh, it doesn't happen that often. And all of a sudden, at the end of the week, you're like, holy cow, I said it 70 times. 10 times a day, I said this to my spouse in some way, shape or form. That's a lot. For me, I, I would be like, wow, you know we, we got some issues here, Elisa. we need, we need to address some of this stuff because we're not connecting. we're not strengthening our, our six pillars of intimacy at all at this point.
0: Well, I think it's yeah, it's definitely the 100% it's the self-awareness piece of how often is that phrase being used? Like, don't just don't just go off of, you know, some of the comments that I shared with all of you guys where it was like all the time, some of the time, you know, often like what is that Mm -hmm. in your marriage? And and I'm not actually opposed to, you know, asking y'all to keep a tally for a week. Right. See, see what it looks like. Don't just think it's all the time when maybe it's not because we can get into our heads and think something's happening a whole lot more because our own internal bias, like one form of rejection has us going, huh? that must happen all the time. So have that self-awareness. I'm going to push it one step further and say, how aware are you of the actual time that you're spending connected with your spouse? Right? Like when you, not not just, you know, like I know they say, you know, look at your calendar and you can tell your person's priorities by, you know, their calendar. Okay. Your spouse is likely not on your calendar. So I'm not even asking y'all to look at your calendar. Like, what does it look like this next week? Be aware. Of the time that you're spending in conversation and not logistics. Hello, logistics don't count. Everybody, y'all are like masters at logistics. I'm not worried about it. But like emotionally connecting with your spouse, like feelings, desires, dreams, like all the other emotional intimacy stuff that we ca- you know cover in chapter four. I just literally spaced that. F- chapter five. 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 Yeah. Emotional five. intimacy. Is emotional five. intimacy in the book. Right? Like. Like be aware of that because if you go a whole week and you've given your spouse like three minutes, there's 168 hours in a week. I don't even know how many minutes that is. It's a ton. Your spouse gets like three to 10. Yeah, you might have some cracks going through out there. And again, this is not just the ladies we're calling out. This happens both husbands and wives. But you need to actually take a look. At how you're investing your time in your marriage. Because there isn't going to be an extraordinary marriage. There isn't going to be extraordinary emotional intimacy or sexual intimacy if you all are not spending time together. It's like impossible. And Tony and I can't change that for you. We, we can come alongside you. We can equip you. We can cheer you on. We can champion you. We can read your hug on an episode. But at the end of the day, you two becoming extraordinary and making different decisions on the words that you're going to use and how you're going to act in your marriage. At the end of the day, there's only two people that can change that. That's the two of you. And we're here to champion you. We are here to equip you to to change these words and things like that, but but you got to get in the game. Because if you don't take action, if you're not intentional and you aren't taking action, where do you find yourselves? You find yourself with these phrases being repeated over and over again and that long list of emotions being the place that you live in and that was not your intention when you got married and it's not what you want for your life. So you have the power to change it. You have the power. How exciting. Question is, what are you going to do this week? Uh-huh. Are you going to figure out where you're at and choose to do something different? Or are you going to, you know, definition of insanity, keep doing it over and over again?
1: And expecting a different result.
0: It won't change until your actions do. It won't. It can't. Like, that's an impossibility. You actually have to do something different. You have to make a decision that you're going to work through the emotional stuff or the health stuff or the stress stuff as a team. You have to make the decision, you know what, we're going to get healthy emotionally, physically, so that we can be healthy sexually. We're going to, talk about romance. We're going to talk about spending time together, but we're not just going to talk about it. Guess what? We're going to do it. Those are choices. Those are choices that you get to make this week to say, if these phrases have been weighing us down, what can I do about it?
1: Yep. And and Alisa hit it and I was going to say this. Your spouse may be going like, we're good. I'm fine. It's all you, you know, they may not be taking responsibility at this point in time. And maybe they are. And yet at the end of the day, what can I do? Look at yourself right now. Are you saying th- these phrases? Are they, have they become part of your vernacular? Mm. And look at yourself this week, really. Look at yourself this week and go, you know what? Is this coming up more often than it should be? And if it is, then how are you going to start changing? What is it you're going to start doing? You take that first step. Let your spouse know. Say, hey, this is what I'm working towards. This is what I'm working on. Because I see it. I'm realizing that this is taking up the majority of how we interact. And it's causing issues between us. And I'm going to be the one. Because it's the words I'm using. So this is a tough one. I, I get it. We both get it. And yet we can all just take a moment this week and just go, are we saying this? And if so, what are we gonna do to begin to change the vernacular? What are we gonna do to change the words that we are speaking to our spouse and even to ourselves about our marriage? With that, you guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We know we, we challenge you at times and yet that's what it's about because when you're intentional and you take action in your marriage, the extraordinary happens. But to do that, you have to be challenged. And too often we're not challenged in our marriages. We think we're gonna just fly through this thing and it's just gonna be work it's gonna work out. We're gonna be married 50 years and no big deal. Guess what? Elise and I are about to celebrate 26, and I will tell you, for the last 14 years, it's gonna be 15 years of our marriage, we've had to be intentional and we've had to take action because we desire the extraordinary marriage. And we come behind these mics each and every week talking to you, but also even sharing, listening to ourselves and going, what are we going to do to be intentional and take action so we have the extraordinary marriage? So with that, you guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.